Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also Raw, NXT, Dubai, oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight off the back of a very eventful SmackDown last week and arguably one of the most watched ones in years for rather obvious reasons. Yeah, um, it's so strange, this, isn't it? So we come off uh, a SmackDown that was watched, look, let's be honest here, not watched for what was built, even though what was built was actually pretty good and they would have been hoping for a decent number. Yes. Roman Reigns defending his title for the first time since WrestleMania in front of TV cameras. Uh, Roman Reigns appearing on SmackDown at all. And the culmination to the Roman Reigns-Matt Riddle story mm-hmm. were things that WWE, as of, let's say, Tuesday, <laughs> would have hoped to have drawn a number for SmackDown. Then suddenly the narrative shifts entirely in what now feels like a 100 years ago, but was only actually last Wednesday when the Wall Street Journal's Story drops, and then with news of Vincent Mann, in inverted commas, as big as I can possibly gesture on a podcast, stepping down (laughs) from a lot of his roles backstage, he then announces he's going to be on SmackDown, and then, of course, goes on at the top of the show to ensure that people are there right from the very start, and a Riddle promo followed as well. Mm -hmm. So the idea was very much to, knowing that they were going to grab a bit of extra audience, keep it around for the main event, and... You know, it worked. We then I think saw more people watch the main event than the opening, but still, this is it. So there's been like they've they've basically got a certain section of the audience that they wouldn't normally have for the start, dropped a hook, and then kept those people and got the people yeah. that were tuning in to watch. It's sort of the best of both worlds here. Like they've definitely had their cake, eaten on it too, eating it too, and then taking a giant sh- on it <laughs> because there he is again on Raw. NXT was taped, so we couldn't be there, but no. it is starting to look and. Have we not always said this? Like, no matter what happens with WWE and with Vince McMahon specifically, he could fall and has done time after time in vats of sh- of his own doing and has come out smelling of roses. Mm. WWE appear to be riding a wave of ratings momentum off the back. I'm not trying to suggest 
Tony D'Angelo getting his first singles title shot wasn't a draw on its own steam. Mm-hmm. But is it safe to say that they're just a f- there it feels like there is heightened external interest in WWE television at the moment as a result of internal investigations that we know are ongoing. Yeah, it very and much it seems to re- re- reinforce the any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, which is the worst thing to reinforce, isn't it? Yeah, especially really? with all these allegations. Yeah, but you would assume they will try and ride this wave. I I have a feeling, honestly, that Vince McMahon will appear on any te- every television show going forward. To just tell us stuff we already know. Yeah. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. He is going to replace the Street Profits as a continuity announcer of WWE <laughs> television. Remember God. when they did that week after week after week? They were still NXT tag champions, and the job of their call-up was to just talk about other wrestlers. Yeah. I think that could be Vince McMahon as he tries to normalize his presence on television to, well, ultimately probably, you know, impact, shall we say, not positively or negatively, but impact the findings of the internal investigation and yes. indeed curate a certain perception of him as a character. Uh, it's happening now. I'm talking about him on a SmackDown podcast when he isn't even advertised mm-hmm. as a card of wrestling. It's At least just, the time of recording. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns it isn't advertised, but... Is that right? Roman Reigns isn't advertised, but they have set up a SummerSlam main event. Yes. So the implication will be that when we learned first about his part-time schedule, if he's going to work a certain event, in this case SummerSlam, you would at least expect him to appear here and there. Do you want to know what the copy is on on WWE.com? Yes, please. I'll give you the first word and see if you can complete the sentence. Okay. Can. It's also full of WWE speak. It's can blank, 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 this Friday. So it's, you know, encouraging people to tune in tonight. Uh, The tribal chief. Mm, Close. The head of the table. No. The bloodline. Correct. Can the bloodline, it can't be cope, bounce back. Okay. From Brock Lesnar's blockbuster. Ooh. Mm. Might be better than what they've got this. Beat down. That's a lot of bees there. There's your alliteration. Can the bloodline stop the vengeful beast <laughs> this Friday? <laughs> but yeah, Brock, Brock Lesnar is back. Oh, that's so... Uh, it's the Can a bloodline stop him? So they're not saying Roman Reigns. So it's frigging... The Usos just pinballing for Brock Lesnar... Paul Heyman saying, you know, I know you better than you know yourself, and then Brock Lesnar attacking them with his cowboy, if he's even... So is that an advertisement that he's on the show, if not Roman Reigns? So they're going to do this, like, once-a-week tag-in, tag-out stuff, where, like, this week on the show, Brock Lesnar. Next week, Roman Reigns. The week after that, Brock fucking Lesnar. <laughs> the week after that, Roman Reigns. SummerSlam. Lesnar versus Reigns. Television. Never. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, man. It's like five weeks, basically, till SummerSlam, isn't oh, it? Something like that. It's end, end of July, in it, And we've got Money yeah. in the Bank next Sunday. Yeah. Neither of them are going to be a feature in and around that, you wouldn't think. But yeah, I've written what happens now Brock Lesnar is back. I think you've nailed it. Oh, just he comes out and talks a bit and says... Because he... I mean, there was a bit of shenanigans at Mania, but it was relatively... <laughs> yeah. For, for, you know, how sometimes shenanigan-y mm. the uh, Roman Reigns title reign has felt. I remember the spear into the Kimura. That was great, that spot. Mm. In the end, he pinned him, and Brock Lesnar just disappeared. Do you know what? And And now Randy Orton can't come back. They've decided to do a last-man-standing match at SummerSlam. I think I'll have your side on this. Do you know what might be an additional worst thing ever about this last-man-standing match being a retread of, like, one of the weaker 
iterations of the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns mega series is that not only do we have to relive some television um, that was okay before WrestleMania, even if the match didn't really feed into the story, but we're not going to get, I don't think we're going to get television as good as the build to the WrestleMania match where Brock had Roman on the ropes a little bit mm -hmm. and doubted himself. And I, I just don't think it's going to be, it's a retread. We've already had Brock Lesnar torturing Sami Zayn. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. This was before Sami Zayn was as tied to the bloodline as he is now in, in storylines. On a reuse. On a reuse. He was involved in a bit of a mini-series of things with Brock. So even if they do that again, that's a retread as well. Like, who do you find... He's done Heyman, done the Usos, done... Done Sami Zayn, yeah. like, already. Like, who do you find to be another, like, sideways representative of the bloodline for Brock to piss about with on television. I mean, I would like to see Brock Lesnar have a last man, last man standing match with, like, not necessarily 20 security guards, because that went to pieces when it was with yeah. Wardlow, but, like, three guys. I got something. Go on. Years and years ago, it was 2018, and Paul Heyman came out on a Monday Night Raw, flanked, of course, by Brock Lesnar, as he always was, and laughed off the potential Survivor Series main event. And then that main event changed. And Jinder Mahal has never forgotten, right? And he could almost be about to beat him. He, well, tonight, Brock's in the ring, cowboy stuff all on. It's great to be back. Like having fun, dancing Brock, all that kind of crack. And Jinder Mahal has never, ever forgotten that slight from Paul Heyman, right? So he goes up to Paul Heyman and he says, I remember. And Heyman's all sniveling. He's like, no, 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 Jinder, I didn't mean it. Brock told me to say it. Brock told me to say it. And Jinder's like, Brock told you to say it? Well, I guess I'm going to have to take my business up with Brock. Oh. So he challenges Brock there and then Brock just pisses himself laughing, obviously. But then he kind of sees a bit of a kindred spirit, doesn't he? Because Brock likes to dance. Who else likes to dance? It's Shanky. And he's right there. <laughs> dance off. And Jinder's like, no, I actually want a fight. And Brock's like, well, I'm into this. Sorry, we're dancing. Are you dancing? Jinder's like, no, I'm wrestling. It's like, well, we're not. We're dancing. And everybody dances, and Ginger, Ginger is desperate to have a match. And then in the in the sort of the fjord, like they're just having a dance off, they're playing the music, the spotlights, and all that. And then Brock rolls Ginger up and gets the win, and then just carries on dancing. Yes. And Chunk is like, "Oh no, oh well, dancing time." And then SmackDown does three million viewers because one of my favorite things is people getting angry about ratings, but not about their show, about the other show doing well. Yeah. Of like, why are people watching this? <laughs> just like, just don't stress yourself out with it. Just enjoy. Just like what you like. The Wednesday night was almost made a comeback this week, didn't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. It got a bit like that. That NXT number dropped, <laughs> and the, the demo was what it was, like point one eight or something. But the viewership, I said this to you yesterday, the viewership was coming in at the high 600s. Had that been 100,000 more, so like the high 700s, with Dynamite in a slight decline lately, that would have had a lot of AEW sexuals really, <laughs> really sweating yeah. just how close those two could be. And then Dynamite has no problem, completely recovers from some of the recent yeah. numbers and pulls away again. But just for a second, the absolute bollocks that WWE called pro wrestling on a Tuesday night was daring a threat. That, like... Still, hypothetically, the, the good wrestling yeah. for the week. Uh, also tonight, we uh, we know there's quite a few matches. Let's start with the uh, IC title rematch, mm. which um, has a hell of an act to follow. I thought the first match between Gunther and Ricochet exceeded my expectations because I had expectations. Then I put them through the WWE filter. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, it'll be fine. It'll be a title change. It'll be, it'll be what it is. And then it was great. Do it again. I have no problem with this. I said this at the time. I've said this on subsequent times with mm. you. The IC Championship should be around Gunther's waist for maybe even a year. And 
as part of that process for a while at least until you decide someone you actually want to make a proper contender for Clash at the Castle, which, speaking of which, our Clash Near the Castle tickets should be on sale right now at Eventbrite. £10 entry, 30 quid for entry, and a T-shirt. What a steal. It goes down 1pm on the uh, Saturday of Clash at the Castle. It's like a 15-minute walk from Principality Stadium. It's going to be great. Uh, all the links to it should be uh, on all of our social medias, uh, at WhatCultureWWE, on Eventbrite. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm going to be super nervous. I'll have had three pints. Then it becomes trouble. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be so good. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I just having beat former IC champions and the first person you beat is the guy who just held it and the one you took it from. So one of the things we talk about quite often now and we normally talk about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, in these terms is that there is a trick to gaming the WWE system, right? You need to first, and this can take two weeks, two years, two decades in some cases to just get Mad old Vince McMahon, I know he's stepped down from some of his duties, but I have a feeling he's still going to have his finger on the button. Getting getting Vince McMahon to get you is such an important part of surviving within WWE shark-infested waters, right? But then once you do it, you have to show him what your day-to-day purpose is in this company. And then when you do that, like the world really is your oyster. Yeah. All of a sudden, Kevin Owens is getting like his dream match, a WrestleMania main event against Steve Austin. Sami Zayn is proving himself two years in a row to get in the like celebrity match, one of the big spots of WrestleMania yeah. weekend. It, like where he takes less bumps than he would in some awesome twenty-minute epic, which we know he can still do with from time to time. You know, so he's like gets body slammed by Wee Man. Yeah, it becomes about figuring out how to game this specific system, and to his credit, especially in the light of the criticisms we have. Given him when like Gunter was on NXT 2.0, and all of a sudden he was like the least interesting member mm-hmm. of Imperium. We're like, oh, right, game's over. He might have. Let's not forget his Survivor Series appearance. Yeah, I, I first like, one out. Lost the last like sixty seconds. Lost the chop like. battle. Yeah, you know, like he might have gamed the system in yeah. record time. So he's, you know, like I would prefer him to be the Walter of old, but he is in an in incredible shape, and he must be feeling great. And like more power to him for that. It doesn't matter what I think about how he looks. He's incredible um and he's won the intercontinental title not just won it but won it in a match against ricochet in a the, the quality of which people would have hoped for but not dared dream like that match was so good yeah not just because it was great but because it was an achievement to be that great on wwe television exactly that's the sort of thing at absolute best you allow yourself to expect on a premium live event <laughs> you don't expect it on television you don't expect the finish to be relatively clean decisive one and done not like, this isn't the second match because the first one ran to a DQ. The title has changed hands, and Ricochet is getting his rematch, which he will probably lose. So it's okay to have a bit of faith that this time around it's going to go better. Of course, they could run this one to a DQ and put the third match yeah. on Money in the Bank. No. Decided, decided, decided. Mm, so like, maybe they will. It was decided in match one. But, yeah. like, so they could do that here because they've seen the chemistry, they like the look of it. And do you know what? Actually, I might be all right with that. Well, what I like the idea of Ludwig Kaiser going, oh, bollocks, my boy's in trouble, better cost him the match, and then we're just... I wouldn't rule that out, but the quality beforehand off the back of the first match we're assured is going to be of a certain standard. Yeah, I'd just have Ricochet learn from the first match. That's all you yeah. need. He can still lose. Yeah. He's going to lose, in my opinion. But, you know, last match he used his quickness for a brief flurry. Have him, I'd almost have him dominate large parts of this match of like Walter Con- Gunther constantly mm-hmm. 
you know, trying to get his hands on him. The moment he does, maybe he lifts him in the air and Ricochet kicks off Gunther's chest to get away from him. Or yeah. he's, he's always swinging but never quite hitting with those chops. And eventually, obviously, he does connect with just like one huge one mm. when Ricochet, I don't know, comes off the top like we saw before. And then, you know, big s- s- slam, maybe even a splash off the top. Mm. One, two, three. Yeah, no, it's... Based, like I say, based on the first match, there's no reason why they can't agent an awesome rematch. I have concerns that this is the time where they screw you a little bit and they want to get one more out with them at the premium live event. But again, that itself. How many matches they got on Money in the Bank? I'll just check. Uh, the two Money in the Banks, Lashley Theory. Oh, yeah. Are any of the tag belts getting defended? Uh, um, Carmella versus Thingy. Carmella versus Bianca Belair. Six matches at the moment. Okay, well, Usos maybe. versus Street Profits. Uh, Carmella versus Bianca Belair, Ronda Rousey versus Natalia, of course. Of course. Two Money in the Bank matches, and just say Usos versus Street Profits. Lashley Theory is on Lashley Theory, yeah. Like your six. So there's maybe space for one more. Um, good, good. Um, not to relegate them, actually, because they haven't seen the IC title defended since WrestleMania 37. Yeah. I think you pulled that Premium stuff. Live, I did. Breaking news from whatculture.com's Adam Wilborn, that was. So, it's, yeah, it's... It'll probably be on the buy-in now, or pre-show. Getting on the show sooner rather than later is, I guess, going to be a stamp, another stamp of approval for Gunther. You know, he changed his name. He's he's just doing all these things. He's wearing the big, bright red trunks and coat and all that. Like, it's... He is committed to it for as long as, I guess, he's able to do it. And they've clearly seen that and are giving something back in return. It's the weird way of the world in WWE. Mm. You should probably be allowed to get over with the thing that got you over in the first place, but you know that's not how they do business and he's just the latest to give it a try and it's working. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Right. I'm excited but incredibly nervous to talk to you about what this next. Uh, another two matches scheduled for tonight. I'm going to hold off on the one that is making me really nervous and talk instead first uh, about Aaliyah versus Shotzi to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, a week on Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Is it Saturday? Yeah, it's a Saturday uh, paper, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, Aaliyah versus Shotzi. 
after they keep locking each other in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be Shotzi, considering the mad stuff she's done in NXT, isn't it? I think so. Um, they've not really... Can you remember, here's a, a, a quick test here. We've done, I would say, more SmackDown than not when it comes to the Friday shows. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the last significant angle Aaliyah was in? Wasn't she getting saved by... No, that was before. Bazaar Lee was saving her from something. Wasn't she? Oh, she was She was fed to Charlotte Flair briefly, running away from her. That wasn't what I had in mind. Okay. Which means that, like... Either I've forgotten one and you've forgotten one, which is quite something. They briefly tried to make her a world record holder. Oh, yeah, with Natalia, yeah. She had the the Austin 316 parody shirt because she was beating Natalia in seconds and all that sort of stuff. That was December, I think. And I think you're right. I think running away from Charlotte followed that and getting locked in dressing rooms ever since. She is, this division is pathetic. And she's just like another part of this pathetic division. I expect Shotty Blackheart to win, or just Shotty, sorry, um... She'll really fancy the opportunity to do something scary in Money in the Bank. Yeah. Because she doesn't... I'm trying to think if she's ever had a proper... Outside of the Rumble, and maybe like Mania Pay Days here and there, I can't think of her getting a premium live event opportunity yet. No. And Money in the Bank's... You take a big risk now in a very dangerous ladder match, and it doesn't guarantee you any sort of success, but it will briefly make you part of the conversation. You'll be gift. you'll be talked about on... Twitter and, you know, the engagement will be up. And people like Shotty anyway. Mm-hmm. She's, all, she's always definitely kind of commanded a certain level of interest from people because she's one of the more unique characters they've got in the division. So I fully expect her to win this. Oh, she's in the Rumble, Shotzi. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like she's, I think she's been in yeah. a couple of Rumbles, but it's just it's very hard to get yourself noticed <laughs> in that environment, isn't it? I so, the tank. Well, don't we all? I'm sure she does too. <laughs> it just There's not a lot to her as a heel, as a character, and being able to just do some sort of horrendous, scary spot in a multi-woman ladder match will at least, I don't know, give us something. Like the next week, they'll say, oh, let's just take a quick look at the risks Shotty took. Yeah. And then that's her for a bit. She's the risk taker. She's something that'll just like throw a caution at the wind. They've not Since she turned, they've not really given her a character trait. No. She's just, instead of like, she comes out looking like Shotty always did, but growls a bit instead of, <laughs> instead of enjoys her life. So I think, yeah, I think this is going to be the match that's going to help, like, restart something for her. Right. Oh, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn for a spot of money in the bank. I don't know whether I want... It's one of those things. Do I want to be rejected now or at the <laughs> altar? Because like, if Sami loses this, I'll be sad, but I'll be even sadder if he wins this and then doesn't win the briefcase at money in the bank because I've been campaigning for it for many a year. I feel like, knowing WWE, no offense to Shinsuke Nakamura, knowing how they book, and just the potential for stories with Sammy, even just in the in Money in the Bank briefcase match, it has to be a Sammy win, hasn't it? Yes, I think. I think yeah. the panic in me says, uh, um, I can't say Bruno for some reason. Roman decides <laughs> punishment for for making him have to have that match with Riddle. I think I know why you've done that. It's because obviously since his contract, we don't talk about Roman. <laughs> no, no. It does have to be Sammy. Um, but I have to say it's because you're going to get your heart broken later rather than now. It, it's So it has to be Sammy because they are doing a good job of trying to make him, as the honorary use, trying to make him the spoiler for everybody. He's decided. It's a nice story. He's sidled up to the most dangerous and most powerful group on the show with a view of 
being able to use their power for his benefit, which has so far not worked out, <laughs> to maybe on the slide try and get near one of the titles himself, which has not worked out. No. Nope. Which plays into the bigger picture that Sami Zayn always believes the world is against him, which is working out tremendously well. So this story is about as good as a one as they can tell, putting him in money in the bank as the guy that is going to win the briefcase to theoretically protect Roman from all of these terrible threats. <coughs> and as much as I wish this could happen for you, because I too love Sami Zayn, and I, well, I've worked with you for many years now and you've never been wrong, so I'm nervous yeah. about your 100% record taking a knock. Uh, it's, it's too perfect for Sami Zayn to have his fingertips on the briefcase before whatever it is, a flying claymore off another ladder, uh, the moment where yeah. he's got it and then hasn't. It's too perfect for them not to do it in terms of a bit of drama in the match. And Nakamura and Zayn is this weird match that they go back to sometimes, re- referencing a brilliant one that they can never have again. Yes. It's the strangest thing, right? Ric Flair's got his last match coming up. Yeah, inverted commas, last match. But this time it might actually be his last mm-hmm. match. I mean, he's 73 for Christ's sake. Like, when... They, it's Ric Flair's last match. We've we've lived this life a few times now. But it's never Ric Flair's last match, and he's getting on a bit. So here's some clips of him falling down in TNA or a couple of those last WWE ones where maybe he, he didn't really have it anymore and it was a, a, becoming like a nice time to try it. So I was like, Ric Flair's last match is a highlight from 1987. It's the best <laughs> in the world. Like, Sami Zayn and Nakamura as a match on SmackDown has happened plenty of times. They've been together plenty of times. Remember when Sami was Shinsuke's manager? Yeah. Like they've, they've been connected in various storylines as friends and enemies quite a lot over the years. But it's always with this cloud of, take over Dallas Classic. Like, in, in the background, it's like, this could never, ever happen again. <laughs> like, if they've got it in them, they're certainly not going to like throw it away in a random TV show. And it's just... I don't know, it always does hamper. Like I liked the one they did recently yes. where Nakamura almost like got the flash win off the count-out tease. Yeah. I thought that was quite a cute finish off the back of a decent match, but it's an impossible standard to try and live up to. The biggest and best achievement of Sasha and Bailey's 2020 Hell in a Cell match was not that they had six months of story to pay off, was not that they had to do it in a Thunderdome in a cell. It was that it actually met the expectations of yes. their classics in the past. Like and it just these guys don't have that, and this is like a TV qualifier for a premium live event. And I just I feel a bit sorry. This could be perfectly fine. The stakes do matter, if only for me and you, because yeah. we'll both be rooting for. Oh, Sammy I'm one hundred percent invested in this. I'm as invested in this as I was the world title. Yeah, match this week. I think that's it. Yeah, but I think people's subjective investment in this. Maybe like live this through us. If you listen to this podcast, yeah, there's obviously a good chance that you probably don't even watch SmackDown. And you, keep <laughs> up with hours so that you, you know, you don't have to give it a look. But if you tune into this, maybe just watch it with the investment that you know that we've got. It's a bit like people probably won't remember this because it didn't come up a lot. But you know how for the longest time, I mean, I'm not going to give it away here, but we forecast when it is that Dominic is going to turn on. Oh Rams yeah, oh I remember. Going to do it. Like obviously, like we said all along, it's going to happen, and the. So yeah, as we said, it's going to happen then. Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, I apologise for the spoilers. I should have given a spoiler warning yeah. before that. Like, this equipment's playing up today, by the way. Right? So yeah, it seems fine. The, the weather's um, in the middle of a heat wave in the UK, so it's uh, <laughs> messing with the interference. Too hot for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when we used to talk about that, I, I like to think there was a certain investment when the match would end, and then the two of them would be yeah. by the ring or on the ramp, or the, everybody go, uh, 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 and... Watch it with that. If nothing yeah. else, watch it with that same kind of nervousness and tension around that, and you might get more out of this than the wrestlers perhaps want to offer. Also, I've just uh, justified it even more in my mind. There was a great tweet that someone sent me a while back. I do apologize. I can't remember who it was that said, 
it's so perfect Sami Zayn winning the briefcase when the man who's world champion is hardly there. Like, that's mm-hmm. the perfect conspiracy. Mm-hmm. of like I would have cashed it in, yep. but he's not here. And also, I've just thought, Roman's not wrestling, obviously, at Money in the Bank, but he's, you know, he didn't care. But the Usos are. So his only option is to be like, oh, God, it's either him or Paul Heyman in the in Money in the Bank ladder match, just as a, like you say, as an insurance yep. policy. So maybe he does instruct the Usos to, like, fine, maybe go and help... Aye, make sure he gets it done. Sammy. Yep. And yeah, Nakamura goes for a Kinshasa and gets super kicked or something. Mm-hmm. No, it's 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 not... It's one of them sort of things where with Roman, they've just stopped exploring it and it, they should have had more fun with it. We used to bang on about the Apollo Crews chat, the two of them yes. had, right? Like, they have never gone anywhere. They've just not been asked creatively. Once, basically, once the acknowledge me thing like, yeah. got in inverted commas over... They stopped being creative with Roman. There should have been loads more of him being a bit of like a wrestler whisperer. And a lot of wrestlers looking, oh, actually, his, his, his thing is actually mm-hmm. working. And like maybe I can get five minutes of Paul Heyman and maybe Paul Heyman can give me five minutes of Roman Reigns and stuff. They've never gone anywhere near that. So the idea that this is now happening in the background and Roman is like, uh, like hello, Island of Relevancy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jimmy J, I'll just put, I'll just put you through. And it goes through to Roman, and like he's got his secretary to get them on the phone because he says, "Right, actually, yeah, make sure he wins." Yeah, what that little squirt, that little what was Cedric's word? That little squippy little fool. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Why? Well, because you know, like he's he's wearing the t-shirt. We're selling units because he's got the t-shirt. If he's got the t-shirt, then it's more people wear it, seeing the merch on the mm-hmm. premium live event. It's like okay, it's no bother. And really, it's because he wants his belt protecting. You know. Yeah, I wish they were creative. I wish they were creative. I wish it wasn't. I wish it just did stuff. You know, he's got two fucking belts. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of, so you're telling me there's a chance. As I said, SummerSlam is just over a month away. And we were like, okay, you've got the big matches and uh, Cena maybe versus Theory mm-hmm. and Brock Roman and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden last week, out of nowhere, Pat McAfee started feuding with Happy Corbin, yeah. and all of our Christmases came at once. Yeah, it's good. This it's good. Um, I want to, in conjunction with this, I would quite like. I know there's nothing on the copy, and there's nothing yet announced on the website. I'd quite like Madcap Moss to qualify for Money in the Bank. Yes, because there was this distinct air of um, Alex Riley winning his feud with the Miz. And then the Miz later on in the year joining our truth to basically invade WWE after the CM Punk pipe bomb. Yeah, Alex, where's Alex Riley? Where he's gone? Right there. Miz, Miz, fine. It's, I don't want Moss to get lost because this is going to be a bigger match at SummerSlam than anything Madcap Moss is going to do. Yes, and he's just won his first big feud, and, the, and then the loser. It's not bad booking. The loser immediately funnels into something else, but this something else is going to be a big deal. It's get, Corbin and McAfee is going to be good stuff because Corbin. Do you know what I'll allow? What's that? Another Corbin Moss match, but McAfee has to cost Corbin. Oh, I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know if I can sanction that. I'm afraid. But what if he? Da, 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 oh, yeah, I want that. Da, da. Don't get me wrong. He kicks a ball in his groin. Yeah, football in the groin. He yeah. goes down like Hans Moorman. That will happen because Corbin is fearless when it comes to a guy willing to do anything for heat or willing to be laughed at. Or um, he's he said this on the Out of Character podcast with Ryan Satin. And I think I've heard him say it in conversations with other people before <laughs> that he um, he is he believes that a lot of people are um, just unwilling to get all of the heat. Mm. Like they will be heels on television, but will chase praise. I think he actually said it. He alluded to something like this coming out of the back of that King of the Ring 
When when he wrestled his back arse off for the bulk so of the kingdom. So good in now, wasn't he? And then was getting praise from dickheads like us. And then he was like, I don't even want praise from dickheads like them. Yeah. Time to go back to heat, 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 heat. And he knows the difference. He's a smart enough guy to know the difference between the good heat and some of the cheap stuff they get him to do. But McAfee is such a force of nature that I think most of it will scan as the good kind of heat. Most of it will scan as stuff getting this angle over. McAfee's got his radio show with which to push it. Um, he's got that star glow that we saw ourselves at WrestleMania. They were both at the Colts together. They were both at the Colts together. Sorry, I didn't realise that. And you obviously got a history in American football. They uh, were, but bo- they both played two- baseball for the Indianapolis Colts. Don't you just besmirch my football team here? Oh, I forgot yeah. that were, you were. A- Let's go Colts. Go Colts. Uh, two thousand and nine. Obviously, Pat McAfee was there for seven years, mm. but according to Wiki, he was there. It's got an asterisk. He was only off season in the practice squad, but like Pat McAfee, would be like, was there any were- overlap? When was Corbin there? Corbin was there just 2009, right. off-season practice squad. So he'll have been looking across the field and seeing so probably McAfee seen doing... McAfee in the fucking pocket. Yeah. And thought, I want to be in the fucking pocket. And McAfee can be like, just because you didn't make it in my sport. Yeah. Now yes. I'm coming to your sport and showing you... Te- oh, this is going to be so... This is going to be the best match of SummerSlam. You need to watch your tapes, Corbin. I was the punter of the year. I did more slam dunks than anybody else. More home runs. More field goals. We've got it. He's got... You know what he's going to do? What? He's going to punt a ball, and it's going to be so perfectly placed, because he was punter of the year, he's going to knock Corbin's hat off. Oh! And if you go to whatculture.com forward slash WWE, you can read an article about how Vince McMahon, the prick, knocked it, it or clean off Corbin's head in catering or something, and Corbin wanted to deck him. So we now know that you do not knock Corbin's hat off. Not a man that stylish, anyway. No. He looks good in them hats. Exactly. Don't knock his hat off. McAfee does it with a football. From the desk, Corbin's on the... Ramp, yeah, right. And Mac, am I am I doing you pitching impossibility? Da, 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 da. Michael Cole throws the ball in the air. <laughs> McAfee punts it out of midair, and it knocks Corbin's hat off. And William Tell Apple with the arrow. I'm up. picturing him kicking it like remember Paolo Di Canio's goal once, he, like bicycle kick, not yes. bicycle kick, really like oh the, aye, the one for West Ham, yeah, one like one of the great Premier League goals. Isn't so it? good that. Um, I can't wait for this. I've just realised as well we're not going to be able to review it, which I'm annoyed at. Like that, can um, McAfee, once he's done it, can he celebrate by sliding across the ring on his knees like <laughs> Paolo Di Canio did at St. James's Park after the second and third goals that Sunderland scored against Newcastle in their first of six consecutive derby victories? <laughs> marking now 11 years since Newcastle last won a derby. <sighs> Actually, I don't want to... I've, I've kind of put, accidentally put over a fascist there. Paolo Di Canio is not, <laughs> yeah. he's not a good man. No. But those celebrations were kind yeah. of iconic. Um, yeah, we're not going to be able to review this, though, because we'll be doing the, the live stream for Forbidden Door. So uh, We'll be asleep for three days. Let's, let's hope Sid and Andy Murray share this enthusiasm for SmackDown. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. I don't want to missell the review. <laughs> but one thing, finally, that could make you or I or Murray or Sidgwick or almost anyone, even, I don't know, Renee Paquette mm-hmm. say, oh my God. <laughs> is the prospect of the Viking Raiders. Thank you, Hugo. Yes, that was great spot. I for catching that. Thank you very much. I'm going to do it again because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, is the prospect, yeah, of the Viking Raiders joining Maximum Male Models. So they've been teasing Maximum Male Models for ages. Yeah. A couple of weeks back, they were like, the Viking Raiders have come in, and you spotted this and went, Synergy. Well, as I as I did say, I put over John Pollock for having the takeout there first. About like there was a mention from um it was 
it must, must have been uh, Max Dupree we were, uh, um, <laughs> himself that said something like, beautiful faces, hard bodies, or something like that. Yes. And then it's like, look at the Viking Raiders. Like, even they themselves, even though one is booked to be beautiful, they themselves wouldn't consider themselves that beautiful yes. faces and hard bodies. That is not their aesthetic. Uh, but Max Dupree making it their aesthetic, I think is great. I think it's, like, I heard it, and... Like, I, I love John Pollock. I think he's the best journalist in our strange little industry. Mm-hmm. He's a man that would give you all the things you need to know about um, the Vincent Mann story. Yes. Well, I, I was pretty critical of a lot of wrestling media last week. Follow Understandably. John, follow John Pollock and not some of the other people that have Quite right. much larger followings. No bollocks, just Pollock. Yeah. Uh, he was the first one to talk this idea into existence, and I cannot get it out of my head. I like, can't either. We were talking before about it being face instead of mace, but that's quite funny. Or Disco Inferno, I think, wasn't or it? Da- yeah, obviously. Just a logical choice. Yeah. Uh, because face has already been, he's done it. He looked good in his wrestling in his like fashionable what clothes. A team, though, by the way, Viking Raiders and face. Yeah, like I'm into this. This is like we're gonna we're gonna get retribution right this time. Right? WWE. Do you think like uh, Donovan Dickhead on Raw is looking over going, oh my, that, um, oh my god, <laughs> modeling? Oh that. my god! <laughs> but like WWE, we know you listen. Okay, it's fine. I don't mind. You steal our ideas. Viking Raiders and face. The inaugural trios champions in WWE. Get the belts out there now. <laughs> get on top of that story. Get a, we've invented trios belts. Hope no other company copies our idea. Just do it. It's oh, so, that'd be so funny, wouldn't it? Because they can't do it. They certainly can't do it this weekend or next week. Imagine the pattern. Just do anything. You've got so many bits of metal just knocking yeah. about. Just hoy it on a bit of leather and go, right, it's a trio's title. You yeah, can always fine. update it. If you're the first ones there, then... Oh, my God. You've got Max Dupree talking <laughs> for these fucking giant gits who, like, just just weird-looking dudes yeah. who are maximum male models. Just, that's it. War's over, guys. Yeah. Go home. Would uh, So, obviously, Mace would become face. Yeah. Eric and Ivar, you would have to, like, Eric would just become Rick, wouldn't he? <laughs> like, R-I-K. Yeah. Just like Rick. He's good-looking Rick. <laughs> we, have we got anything for Ivar at all? Has Ivar got a second name in storyline? Uh, he used to be Eric Rowan. <gasps> he used to be Hanson, so they can call him Handsome instead. Brilliant. So we've got Rick and Handsome. Rick Face and Handsome. Rick Face and Handsome. An A-team, this. Right? Meanwhile, oh my god, what they do in 18 parody? <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. They've got a van, it's Maximum Male Models' van. Right, that's how they arrive. Oh, that's the Sue can drive it, Nick Kerr from latest big jump. <laughs> maximum Male Models' van, driven by Sue. Out comes, out comes Rick, face and handsome. And then <laughs> Donovan Dickhead jumps from Raw because he notes that he's got a very, very smooth forehead and upper nasal area and renames itself as T-Zone. Oh! Because it's his most handsome And then he could finally do his feast, feast, your eyes on on my T-Zone. Hang on one second. Go on, Renee. Oh, my God. (laughs) We've done it. We've done it again. If this show doesn't get a resounding 10 out of 10 by... Murray and Sidgwick. Sorry, after not watching, sorry. That, sorry in the immediate after, after watching the Forbidden Door <laughs> pay-per-view, then I think it's a conspiracy, guys. I make no apologies for us trying to get SmackDown 4 million viewers, yeah? Yeah. And it's probably going to happen tonight off the back of this. This feels like an opportune time to remind people that for just £10, they can see this bollocks live. Or yeah. for, th- for £30, they can see this bollocks live and wear a T-shirt <laughs> with our faces on. <laughs> If you've listened to this podcast, if you, 
if you've listened to this podcast and thought to yourself, I need to drop some money on doing this live. Yeah, if you've listened to this podcast and thought to yourself, oh, I keep pressing it twice with my excitement. Oh my God. With that kind of production value, how could you not drop more, your hard-earned coin on <laughs> seeing a live version of it in Cardiff, in oh. Wales, just hours before, like, WWE basically going as our support act. I know that's kind of been reversed. Yeah, yeah, It's like that time when I saw At The Drive-In supporting Royal Blood. Like, that gig was backwards, and that's going to be the case in Cardiff. Or, um, Cleary was telling me about the other day that ASAP Rocky was meant to be supporting Red Hot Chili Peppers, and because of, yeah, weird, weird. Uh, but because of travel issues, Red Hot Chili Peppers went on first. And everyone left. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go to Clash at the Castle. We went to Clash near the Castle. Thanks very much. Tickets on our socials at WhatCultureWWE. You can let us know your thoughts on SmackDown as well on there. And follow both of us. Follow Michael Hamlet at... The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Very much the grandparents of funk at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we're 65-year-old millionaires. We're still singing like we're 25. Oh, my God. Why are we doing this? Can I not just perform with my top on? <laughs> um, I'm at Michael Hamlet. <laughs> I'm at Adam Wilborn at WhatCultureWWE, as I said for all of us. What Culture Wrestling for Daily Wrestling Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. I've got the Rampage preview and a round table with myself and the Dadley Boys pitching who could be Brian Danielson's replacement of Forbindor coming your way later on today. Um, but for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.